everybody, it is Tuesday, December 10th, 2019, and you're listening to an episode of the Salvage Title Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brett Like, and I'm here to talk to you about car news, car culture, and car whatever. Uh, today's episode's pretty much just going to be focused on two kind of tangentially related news stories, uh, both revolving around General Motors. Uh, General Motors did announce today, coming off of some news after last week, that uh, both the Buick Regal and the Holden Commodore are dead after the 2020 model year. Um, this will leave both Buick and Holden as brands that no longer sell any quote-unquote normal cars and only offer uh, utility vehicles and, at least in the case of Holden, pickup trucks. Uh, this is a pretty radical departure from where these brands were at just a few short years ago, where Holden offered, I think, three or four different sedans, uh, including the rear-wheel drive Commodore at the time, versus Buick, who had, I think, three different sedans at one point, and then just two crossover SUV-type things. Uh, this is... I would say heartbreaking news to some extent. Um, I think we all kind of knew that Peugeot was going to be pulling the plug on the Insignia. It's not a big seller in Europe. There's not really a big push for this car to continue. Uh, for them as a brand, spending all this money to manufacture them and then making uh, no money per sale. So that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for them. It really didn't make a whole lot of sense for GM to really continue having them uh, make this have this car made by another car maker. But... Uh, I think the shocking thing is that, well, they're not really replacing it with anything. Uh, that means, you know, without cars in the lineup, the total number of sedans, at least here in the U.S. market, uh, go down to, I think, three for General Motors after 2020. That would be the Malibu, the CT4 from Cadillac, and the CT5 from Cadillac. Uh, that is embarrassing, I would say. Uh, it's very disappointing. It's very scary as someone who prefers cars to crossovers and SUVs. Uh, and it really kind of paints a picture of that article I talked about a while ago where GM and Ford are set to lose thousands and thousands of sales to people from my generation who still prefer cars. And the only car companies that are left that are really still betting large amounts of money on the sedan market is Nissan, Hyundai, Kia, Toyota, Honda, uh, really just the Asian automakers. And it is shocking that GM hasn't announced any plans to say, hey, we've got a car coming out that is still technically a car, but it appeals to some of those crossover and SUV type folks uh, like what Ford is doing. Uh, if you don't really... Remember, uh, Ford is going to be replacing the Fusion with a larger uh, wagon-type crossover-y thing. Basically, think Subaru Outback competitor, uh, but with a Ford badge on the front. GM could very easily do the exact same thing uh, with, you know, a replacement for the Regal or the Commodore. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, and it's kind of surprising that they didn't. Um, there were a lot of news stories less than a year ago about how the Buick Regal Tour X was bringing in all of these outside buyers to Buick. A lot of those buyers were more affluent. They were younger. They were the crowd that would typically be buying, you know, like a Volvo XC60 or something along the uh, Audi S4, uh, or sorry, not S4, but the A4, the A6 Avant. Uh, pick your poison there. Um, these are people that were looking for utility vehicles that were, you know, less about looking tough and doing all these different things and instead finding a, a wagon that, you know, had space for their 
maybe their children or their dogs and their stuff when they go camping, but still gets good fuel economy and still looks like a normal vehicle and acts like a normal vehicle. And that goes a long way in the marketplace because it's been shown quite a bit that young people aren't really into the ideas of crossovers and SUVs. That's what their parents drive. They want something that's different. And, you know, maybe it is something like a Kia Soul or a Volvo XC60 that maybe hits those little buttons for them. But having something that's still car-like in your lineup is probably pretty important. And completely ditching that altogether seems like an incredibly stupid move on GM's behalf. So... Small little exercise here just to kind of parts bin, choose a couple of things that are going to get the job done for GM. I would assume, to some extent, that they're going to want to get some use either out of the Alpha chassis or the Gamma chassis after 2020, especially with the CT6 going away. They only made one model on the Gamma platform, uh, and that's pretty wild, to say the least. Pull that platform down, shrink it down to its smallest size, make it all-wheel drive only, make it a wagon format, stick in the 2.7 liter inline four turbo from the Chevy Silverado, do the 10 speed automatic, do whatever you need, just pull freaking parts off the shelf, make it look like a Malibu or make it look like, you know, whatever you think you're going to need to make it look tough and sell it as a Chevy, sell it as a Buick. I don't really care which brand you put it under, but make sure it starts well under the $30,000 mark. And I think you'd sell a pretty decent amount of those vehicles. Uh, it doesn't need to be flashy. It doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to have tons of luxury equipment on it. It just needs to be a relatively affordable, a relatively fuel-efficient family wagon. And I think it would be a slow-burning success. Uh, you know, I, I can't justify all the numbers. I don't really know where it would be at. But it just seems like you're losing a huge segment of people by slowly trimming this sedan number down to almost nothing. And just the same way that, you know, they've lost the Cruise, uh, they've lost the Sonic, uh, those cars are gone after this model year. Uh, there's no small cars left in the lineup. What are they going to do then? Are they going to offer some kind of tiny all-wheel drive car like what Subaru has? They still make a killing on the Impreza. Uh, it, they're just... Ah, it's so incredibly frustrating. And so with the news of all that happening, uh, pricing gets announced for the new Chevrolet Trailblazer today. Now, the Trailblazer is this new crossover that's going to slot in between the uh, Chevrolet Trax and the Chevrolet Equinox. Uh, the Trailblazer is meant to be a more stylish, more... Uh, active-looking, youthful crossover that's going to appeal to, well, I guess my generation. Us millennials apparently think that this active look is going to be the way to go. And just like always, every time I mention that there's new pricing on a GM vehicle, I'm appalled by the prices that they pull out. Uh, you know, the headline is, of course, that this new Trailblazer is going to start, you know, just under $20,000, which is great. And it does come with a lot of pretty decent standard features, you know, power windows, uh, the 7-inch Android Auto, Apple CarPlay, touchscreen, you know, all those kinds of things. But, you know, it, it still has steel wheels. I think it's still got disc, or not disc brakes, I think it's got drum brakes on the back, like... It's, it's losing a lot of stuff that, you know, probably should be standard on the majority of these vehicles. So, you know, to get the options, the nice things, the things that, you know, most people would want, 
you got to step up to an LS or an LT model. Uh, an LT is a good example. That's, I think, the trim that most people at GM kind of go, oh yeah, that you know that's that's the way to go with a Chevrolet. Um, an LT is going to run you just under $30,000 with all-wheel drive. All-wheel drive is a $2,000 option package. Uh, that is outright crazy. I feel like it's theft at that point that it's that expensive uh, compared to, say, a Hyundai Tucson or a Hyundai Santa Fe uh, that will be, you know, give or take around the same price but larger. Uh, you're getting a lot more vehicle for your money from an Asian automaker again compared to GM. And I think the assumption automatically becomes, well, you know, there's going to be a lot of dealer incentives. There's going to be a lot of regional incentives. You know, here in Michigan, it's easy to get the GM family or corporate discount uh, through most dealership chains. Uh, they're just assuming that you're going to get that and you're going to get it for a much more reasonable price. And I think the big question then has to be, you know, is a $30,000 trailblazer on sticker that probably ends up coming down to maybe 23 or 24 grand, is that more appetizing? Well, yes, of course, that's more appetizing. Um, but I still don't even know if that's completely worth your money. It's very hard to kind of tell what the size of this vehicle is, because the Equinox is already pretty small. The Trax, as we know, is very, very small. So if it's somewhere in between, it's still a pretty small SUV, which is putting it up against the Honda HRV. Uh, it's putting it up against, you know, the What's another good one? Well, I guess the Ford EcoSport. That's a bad example. That's a horrible truck. Uh, you know, the Toyota CHR. Wow, that's even smaller. Well, I'm... Huh. Chevy kind of puts themselves in a weird spot where they're like kind of above because they're new, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating because they go, well, hey, here's the... Here's the replacement for the cruise. It's going to sell like hotcakes. And I'm already so completely against it. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to have to see one in person. Uh, we've got a car show coming up here in West Michigan in early January. I'm excited to see it in person, touch it, give some relative ideas, but I'm not getting my hopes up. I, I really honestly feel like GM is in trouble here uh, before things really get bad necessarily and uh i i just hope that there are smart people who are listening who are going to be fixing this brand at some some place sometime because uh things could get a lot worse before they get any better Well, that just about wraps up this very short episode of the Salvage Title Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at twitter.com slash Y-S-S-M-A-N. And you can follow along with episodes of this show at anchor.fm slash salvage title. Uh, we kind of do these as needed while I'm unemployed. So if there's a news story that you are interested in, feel free to hit me up online. We'll kind of talk about it for a second. Uh, but yeah, hopefully some other things of interest come up later this week. Uh, there is one news story about the new uh gordon murray what do they call it the t50 supercar some pretty interesting things there to take a look at uh, it's meant to be the spiritual successor to the mclaren f1 even though it's kind of what the mclaren p1 was but uh gordon murray's the designer of that car of course the legendary formula one engineer uh it's his follow-up to that and uh if you're interested in seeing something that's very cool and pulling out some interesting ideas from historic race cars uh check it out it's very neat but uh you know it's early in the week it's only tuesday i'm sure there are going to be some other car news stories coming on down the line so with all that in mind guys hopefully we'll see you later this week but if not have a great weekend and we'll see you on the next episode of the salvage title podcast